Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 13 of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm super excited you're here. Maybe you're listening to me while you're driving to work or on vacation, or maybe I'm helping pass the time while you do dishes or the laundry. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for listening, for messaging me with your thoughts and takeaways, and for letting me be part of your life. I know you have a choice of how to spend your time, and I wanted to say thank you for spending some of it with me. Dada Vaswani, a great spiritual leader, said, Happiness, true happiness, is an inner quality. It's a state of mind. If your mind is at peace, you're happy. If your mind is at peace but you have nothing else, you can be happy. If you have everything the world can give—pleasure, possessions, power— but lack peace of mind, you can never be happy. This is what we're talking about in today's episode, what happiness is, why it feels so elusive at times, how happiness goes hand in hand with inner peace, and three things to look at in your life that might be stealing from your inner peace and how you can easily change that. Episode 6 was all about a radical way to find out what's stealing your inner peace, and it was super popular, so I decided to bring up the topic again from a different perspective, and that's what this episode is all about. Ready? Let's dive in. First, let's talk about happiness. In order to get and sustain happiness, we need to know what it is and what it's not. I was turned on to a TED Talk a few years ago called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. He talks about how we have been conditioned to think of the average about things and then shoot for that, that average is normal and that being above average is difficult and sometimes actually weird. So we're encouraged to be okay with okay, with just average. Aker says that we're creating the cult of average with science. If we ask how fast can a child learn to read in a classroom, scientists will change the question to how fast does the average child learn to read in the classroom, and then the class is tailored to that average. It becomes a mentality of everyone acts or thinks like this average. This works for some things, but when we're looking at the potential of something like happiness, thinking we can't do better than average can keep us stuck in thinking average is all there is, that people who are extremely happy are somehow special, that that level of happiness is not achievable for me. Without knowing really what happiness is, it will always feel elusive, like that carrot dangling right out in front of you, but always out of reach. People mistakenly think that happiness comes from doing pleasurable things. Muhammad Ali said, Others may know pleasure, but pleasure is not happiness. 
It has no more importance than a shadow following a man. So, pleasure and happiness are not the same. It's easy to think pleasure creates happiness or that they're interchangeable, but pleasure is short-lived, a moment in time. And when we confuse the two and think we're looking for happiness amongst pleasure, we're actually keeping our mind focused on external things. It gives us the idea that what I'm wanting is outside of me. And even when I get it, like the pleasure of eating warm, homemade chocolate chip cookies with vanilla ice cream on top, yum, that just leaves me craving more and it's a never-ending cycle. This is not happiness. This is pleasure. Some people also confuse making other people happy as creating happiness in themselves. Making other people happy in a people-pleasing kind of way creates zero happiness for you. In fact, it can actually create the opposite because it will create resentment over time for a variety of reasons, like starting to get upset because they don't reciprocate or you feel taken advantage of, you have unmet needs, you don't feel seen, heard, or appreciated, you feel unsupported and misunderstood, and you feel overwhelmed or burned out, and associate these feelings with the people you've been giving so generously to, resentment that resulted from trying to make other people happy. People-pleasing does not create happiness. Another mistake people make is thinking the external world is a good predictor of happiness. Even if someone knows everything about your external world, only 10% of your long-term happiness can be predicted. The 90% remaining is predicted by the way your brain processes the world, not by the external world itself. So 90% of your happiness depends on how your brain sees and interprets things, not on the things themselves. Basically, your happiness has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on in the world or on your circumstances. The media, though, likes to make us think otherwise and adds to this by conditioning us to think that the majority of events and happenings in the world are negative, corruption, disease, natural disasters. The focus is on the negative. And this further conditions us to think that the negative far outweighs the positive in the world. This isn't the reality of the world, but this negativity ends up being the lens that we view the world through if that's what we've been conditioned to believe. And the lens your brain views the world through shapes your reality. So if we want to change our reality, we have to change our lens. The example I like to give is that I wear prescription glasses. If I take them off, things in my world look different to me. But those things haven't changed a bit, right? It's my lenses, my perception that changed. And if you want the secret, the shortcut to feeling happy every day, stay tuned. I'll reveal the secret to happiness after a 60-second break to hear from our sponsors. Oh wait, that's me. Are you ready to break free of your defeating patterns, let go of poisonous self-doubt, and live your best life? Join us in our live 90-minute workshops, each focused on a different topic 
aimed at guiding you to mastering your life. I've taken the struggles clients have shared with me and created a series of workshops aimed at helping you overcome them. Challenges such as chronic stress, procrastination, boundaries, speaking up without guilt, and feeling seen and heard. As your workshop presenter, I'll guide you in uncovering your BS, your blind spots, the blocks that are keeping you from creating the life you want, and I'll teach you practical tools you can implement immediately in your life so you can master the success and happiness you've been craving. Don't let fear and doubt hold you back any longer. Head to my website, masteringmidlifewithheidi.com, and check out the latest live workshop, catch the replays of past workshops, and subscribe to my newsletter so you get all the updates. The link is in the description. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. You want the secret to feeling happy every day? Are you ready? The secret is to choose to feel happy every day. It really is that simple. And notice I didn't say easy. Happiness is a choice that we make moment to moment. Even Abe Lincoln had it figured out over 150 years ago. He said, Most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Remember how I said a few minutes ago that the lens you view the world through is what shapes your reality? Because of childhood and societal conditioning, it's easy to get sucked into viewing the world through negativity. But you have the choice how you want to view anything in your life. I know that happiness can seem like a pie-in-the-sky thing sometimes— It will seem like that until you realize that what you're actually looking for is really a mixture of two things, peace and joy. The Greek's definition of happiness is the joy you feel moving toward your potential. So it's really nothing that we have to create or find per se. It's a way of being. It's being committed to creating a life that you love living And it's being committed and courageous in taking aligned action to create that life and continuing to be courageous to take the next action, even when the last one didn't turn out the way you planned. Continuing to move toward your potential. Staying in your comfort zone is not moving toward your potential. So if happiness is a mixture of peace and joy, and we get joy from moving toward our potential— Where does peace come from? First, let's talk about the meaning of inner peace. Inner peace is a deliberate state of calm despite potential stressors in your life. Like happiness, it doesn't happen randomly, and with all the things going on in the world around us on a daily basis, peace can seem fleeting or even non-existent. In episode 6, I talked about how peace is like having a room in your house unorganized and filled with clutter, one of those rooms where you keep throwing things in saying you'll get to cleaning it up someday. When you walk in the room, it can seem impossible to feel calm with all the chaos around. But this is a mistake that many people make, thinking we'll feel peace inside of us when everything calms down outside of us. Inner peace is not the absence of problems. It doesn't mean you'll never face challenges or difficulties. It means you'll be able to handle those with grace. You won't be overwhelmed by them. 
You can have challenges and inner peace at the same time. It's like walking into that room filled with clutter. You can step into that place of chaos and still feel calm. But you have to purposefully do what needs to be done to feel peace within the chaos. We allow the outer chaos to create inner chaos, but we don't have to. Similar to happiness, it's something we choose and it's something you practice. So let's talk about what can cause us to not be able to feel peace and happiness. Even when I'm telling you it's as simple as choosing it, what creates this inner chaos that we sometimes can't seem to escape? We do things unconsciously that become barriers to feeling peaceful or happy. They're behaviors that we've developed over the years as protection or coping mechanisms, things that help us feel safe or keep us in our comfort zone. Again, most of the time they're unconscious, they're automatic. We don't even realize we're doing them, but they are thieves of your peace and joy. So let's talk about them to put them into your conscious awareness. When you become aware that you're doing something that is depleting your peace and happiness, that's where the real power to change lies. Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. A few years ago, in order to become more aware of why there were times I wasn't feeling peaceful or happy, I made a list of things I was doing that were stealing my inner peace. Do any of these resonate with you? Perfectionism, procrastination, self-righteousness, comparison. Side note, no one has ever changed their life because they compared themselves to someone else. Which brings me to the next one, which is too much social media. Do I need to say more? Clutter, both physical and mental. Overthinking was on my list, and I understand ruminating at its finest. Lack of self-acceptance, being attached to a thought, a thing, a person, an outcome, people-pleasing, lack of mindfulness, and not setting or holding a boundary. All those things are on my list. These are things I know for certain when I let them creep into my life, steal my peace and happiness. And I encourage you to take a sticky note and write down things as you think of them that are causing you not to feel peaceful or happy. Copy my list as I know some of these are probably on your list too. Notice my list did not say the news or radio. It's not on my list of a thief of peace because I do not listen to it. I haven't for years for this exact reason. It's one of the biggest culprits of creating chaos in your life and taking your peace and happiness away. What do you have to add to your list? I'd love to hear from you. So can we still feel happy when we don't have inner peace? It's very difficult. When we don't feel peaceful, we don't feel content, and it's difficult to accept ourselves and what's happening in our lives. It's easy to feel constantly dissatisfied and seek external validation or things to fill that void. And when inner peace is lacking, the mind goes to things that are wrong, and it's easy then to get caught up in that mental negative thought loop. The same goes for emotions. Inner peace helps regulate our emotions, and without it, 
our emotions can take over. We might experience mood swings, snappiness, or emotions that seem uncontrollable. Without peace, it's difficult to feel connected to ourselves and others, and this disconnection diminishes the ability to feel happy. And lastly, without inner peace, it's a struggle to live by our values and find a sense of direction or purpose, making happiness feel that much more elusive. I love reverse engineering things. So what do you need in your life to feel more peaceful without waiting for anything or anyone in the world to change? Go to your list of what's stealing your inner peace and examine what you need to do to stop creating that energy leak. Do you procrastinate? What steps can you take to eliminate or reduce that habit? This will be different for everyone. The important thing is to figure out what brings you inner peace. But here are some suggestions. Number one is gratitude. Gratitude is the easiest state to reach when you're upset. You can't be unhappy and grateful at the same time. It's as simple as flipping the script. When you feel yourself in some inner turmoil, choose to think of something you're grateful for. I also invite you to start a gratitude journal. Make it super simple. Write each morning or each night three things you're thankful for that happened that day or recently. These don't need to be all woo-woo-y and emotional. Be grateful for that warm chocolate chip cookie with vanilla ice cream. That's perfect. Buy a special notebook just for your gratitudes. Make it special, but don't make it complicated. Make it a game and see how many days in a row you can write three things. I made it for 700 days, and I tell you, I noticed the difference in my life. On June 1st this year, I started this practice up again because I was missing it. I was missing the peace doing this simple act brings. And it takes only one to two minutes. It's a great habit. Gratitude is a muscle you strengthen. Think of it as an exercise, not an emotion. Number two is connection. We feel happiest when we're connected with ourselves and one another when we're living into our potential and making positive impacts in our life. Every little positive change you make in your life has a ripple effect to not only the people directly around you, but all around the world. We're all energy, and our energy is felt in places we can't even imagine. Have you ever thought, I haven't talked to so-and-so for a while, and then they call or text you? That's how strong your energy is. So if you've been feeling disconnected, figure out ways to reconnect with yourself and others. Brene Brown says, in the absence of love and belonging, there's always suffering. So figure out how to get connected. Number three is examining the lens you see the world through. If you notice you're viewing circumstances in your life as threats or with fear instead of as challenges or lessons— This is impacting your happiness and peace on a daily basis. Remember what Dada Viswani said, happiness is an inner quality. It's a state of mind. If your mind is at peace, you're happy. If your mind is at peace, but you have nothing else, you can still be happy. Many times we have blocks or BS, also known as blind spots, that keep us from seeing a different perspective. If you're not getting what you want in your life, it's because something is blocking you from getting it. 
Many times, blind spots have to be spotted by an outside person. That's why they're called blind spots. So if you aren't getting what you want, seek out a professional who can help you with your blocks. Otherwise, you'll continue to live by default with your unconscious blocks running the show, and you'll call it fate. You'll think it's just the way it is. I say you have a choice. You can make a decision, or you can live by default. I'd love to have a chat with you about what's blocking you from living a peaceful, happy life on a daily basis. You do have a choice. And I'll put my email address in the episode description. Reach out and let's connect. Until the next episode, remember to give yourself grace for the place that you're in. And I'll leave you with this quote by Young Pueblo. They asked her, what is real happiness? And she answered, happiness is not fulfilling every pleasure or getting every outcome you desire. Happiness is being able to enjoy life with a peaceful mind that is not constantly craving for more. It's the inner peace that comes with embracing change. Now I think I'll go get that warm chocolate chip cookie and ice cream, not because it makes me happy, but because they taste so dang amazing. And doing pleasurable things is good for us too. Catch you next time. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.